entrepreneurs, of course, wear many hats. We have many different focuses. Where do we start in the morning when you're brushing your teeth and your and your head is racing? Did I email that person? How am I going to get it all done? Knock it down into one category at a time. Say, for example, I will make sure that the people in my life are looked after. Does my assistant have what she needs to do her job? Welcome to the More Clients, Less Effort podcast, where we provide expert insights and strategies to turbocharge your business growth. I'm your host, Tim Hyde, and in this series, we'll unpack the secrets, proven systems, and the sales and marketing strategies used by successful business owners to attract, convert, and keep A-class clients on autopilot. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur looking to scale your customer acquisition or a budding startup owner looking to crack the code on attracting the right clients, you've come to the right place. Join us on this journey to building a thriving business that leaves a lasting impact. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of More Clients, Less Effort. I'm your host, Tim Hyde, and today I'm joined by the amazing Kitty Andrews, otherwise known as Your Thought Organizer. Kitty helps successful entrepreneurs go from a state of cluttered chaos to calm, control, and cash in 90 days. And she believes that the lack of also that physical clutter or the lack of focus and concentration are very, very closely related, especially if one is is challenged with the traits of ADHD, which many of us are. So she's developed a step-by-step one system that has helped her clients to clear years of mental and physical clutter without getting completely overwhelmed in the process, which sounds absolutely amazing. And I suspect looking around my desk, Kitty's the CEO at Declutter the Brain and has presented at Stanford and Harvard Universities and contributed articles to the Los Angeles Tribune magazine and USA Today. Welcome, Kitty. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. It's a You've been worth waiting for. You're a busy man. Well, I think, I mean, I'm just kind of sort of pick on something in your background. So those of you watching on YouTube, you'll see this, but uh, obviously you're listening to the podcast right now. You would not see that Kitty has behind her head on her wall behind her, nice neat walls, but it says, clear the cutter, come the chaos. Now, I'm curious, Kitty, where was it for you that you suddenly, I guess, worked out that mess clutter was actually kind of holding you back? Frankly, it's a continuing journey. It really is. And and that's just the nature of clutter because I believe uh, that your physical clutter is a manifestation of what's going on in your head. Unfortunately, it's also vice versa. So I uh, have asked many, many people, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? And do you think it's physical clutter that's causing the mental clutter or vice versa? And I've really come to the conclusion that it's the mental clutter that causes the physical clutter. And especially if you have busy, busy brain, then there's a lot happening there. And you you will just say, oh, I'll get to it in a minute. I'll get to it in a minute. And a minute turns into months. And then all of a sudden you kind of wake up from your hyper-focusing state and look around and go, OMG, I better do something about this. That's what my partner is talking about. Oh, okay, fair enough. I didn't even notice it. Because 
uh, the clutter blindness can be a real thing. However, it's always there in your subconscious. And when you're an entrepreneur trying to focus on what really matters, like reaching out to potential clients, all of these kind of things, you're still borderline distracted by your surroundings. You're absolutely right. You know, it's often said that as entrepreneurs, we're, we're, we're terribly bad at the shiny bauble syndrome, right? That, that, that new shiny object that comes along and takes up your social media feed and go, oh, watch, maybe I should go and do that and maybe go and do this. And you have lots of projects that potentially aren't finished properly. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, I certainly have. I think, um, you know, look, I have a firm belief that your success as an entrepreneur your success as a business owner, is the ability to distill all of the inputs that we have. And there are lots, lots of ideas, lots of stuff going on, lots of things we can do, lots of opinions, both from ourselves, our staff, our spouse, our business partners and what we see in the market um, into a really clear and distinct actionable plan. Um, Absolutely. And partly that is actually, you're, you're very right, right? Part of that is actually kind of getting rid of all the clutter and chaos and calming that down so that you've got a clear course of action. And the funny thing is, I, I just thought of this, uh, It's we've, we've touched on physical clutter, we've touched on mental clutter. There's also digital, which, because we pretty much have no choice, look at us, we're on, we're on a computer feed right now. We live on computer when the emails get all uh, all piled up, or the LinkedIn messages, or anything like that. All of that just adds to the chaos too, and overwhelm starts to be a very big beast that rears its ugly head, and that can be crippling. To it, it, you, just go, oh, I'm never going to be able to get all of this done. What happens then? Your self esteem erodes, and your current clients and your potential clients, they can feel that. So the more the the more that you can clear, then the better off you are. Will you be able to do it all? No, I'm afraid you won't. And that'll be part of the takeaway today. I'm uh, I'm getting I'm gonna get people to go easy on themselves. But we how did, can... how did you first I guess get into this space what was the what was the transition for you i know that you know you were um you know an orderly kid uh you were a file clerk you were sort of the waitress voters most likely to organize the walk-in fridge um you know to your real estate staging where you know you're getting rid of in this case physical clutter to make something look neat and, and orderly what was it for you that really drew you to this idea that if we can reduce the noise, reduce the clutter, reduce the chaos, that we're actually going to be more efficient? Really, my my own journey into the into the virtual world, because uh, I was involved in a in a business mastermind, a year-long business mastermind, and I had just gotten into physical decluttering, Kind of getting away from real estate staging and cleaning and and exploring other options. And she and she said to me one day, uh, the 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 instructor, she said, "Do you go into people's homes?" And I said, "Yes." And she said, uh, "Well, what about virtual?" Well, this was back in 2017, 
And I looked it up and what's virtual decluttering? There were at that time three practitioners that I could find. One of them was in Sydney, Australia. The other was in England. The other was in North Carolina in the States. Three. So it was it was very new then, but it was intriguing. And I'll tell you why, Tim, is because uh, I got a couple of my classmates. I said, let's, let's try this out. Let's see how this works. And lo and behold, we discovered, they, they said, you know, I like this idea much better than having someone come into my home and do this because I feel like I have to clean for the cleaning lady. Kind of, kind of thing. Your, your wife, for example, having the cleaning lady and she's scurrying around the night before. Kind of thing. That's, right? that's the thing, right? You clean before the cleaners get there. Right. Whereas when you're doing virtual decluttering, then you can focus. Note that you're going to hear me use that word a lot, but you can focus on the one room and the one area of that room and giving things away here. But you can focus on exactly what is necessary and not waste your mental energy on on things that don't matter at the time. Say, for example, an entrepreneur wants his office done first and foremost. Um, so we can just focus on the office. The entranceway, we'll get to it. You know, but uh, virt- virtual is, as a realtor friend of mine put it way back then, he said, this is a really good idea. He says, it sounds like less intrusive, more focused way to get rid of years of clutter. And the less intrusive really hit me because people are ashamed of their clutter. They feel ashamed. How did I not get this bad? How am I going to clean it? So, and it's probably going to come back and I'm a failure. And, you know, all of the negative stuff starts to come in. Five years later, it's coming along very nicely. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, so why is it that we let it get like that? You know, why is it that mental and physical clutter kind of undermines us so much? Ah, again, with the self-esteem. Yeah, it's um, since many of my clients are, in fact, I'd say 80, 90% over the years have been uh, have been ADHD. And whoa, I am the card-carrying flood of live-waving um, ADHD or myself, and these people are all like my sister and brother from another mother. Why does it undermine us is because uh, ADHD or everybody can be sensitive. And um, since our, especially entrepreneurs, our identity is very closely tied to our business and our success, as opposed to the the corporate person, perhaps, or the, someone who who works in retail, uh, they may not tie their identity, I believe, to the to their work. But since you're you're if you feel like you don't cut the mustard, if you if you if you feel like you're not measuring up in your in your own head. Because you one one has high standards for oneself, then that can creep across to your health, your physical health, to your relationships. You're not feeling good about yourself, so uh, you're not fully present with your partner. Um, 
my God, if you're single, perhaps you're not fully present with the cat. <laughs> that kind of mood. I hope I hope that this is answering your question because yeah. it does. It is so intertwined. Okay. Well, I mean, look. Let me let me share one of the techniques I've done because I get to this last stage ever so often, and I know for myself. I actually went and bought myself a two and a half meter long whiteboard several years ago. Ex-government furniture warehouse sale. Awesome. Cost me $99 and probably the best $99 I've ever spent in my business, I would say. It's stuck on my wall just to my left in my office. And every so often, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed because we do, as entrepreneurs, collect so many ideas and things we do and half-developed projects and right. And where do we put, where do we put this stuff? And I'm going to get your tip on where, you know, how to organize it um, in a sec. Um, but every so often I'll, I'll clear my whiteboard off completely from whatever's on there and I will just start brain dumping. I'll put all of my ideas for my business on my whiteboard and just wherever they happen to fit. doesn't really matter. There's no organization to it. It's just get it out of my head onto that whiteboard. And then what I'll do is I'll go through with some colored markers and I'll start circling things that seem to be related to each other. And yeah. I rub stuff out that appears more than once, and then you know, and I'll I'll try to organise it visually. I imagine you could do this with post-it notes if you really wanted to, just post it on a wall. <clears throat> and then you can sort of organise them out, and then you start ripping stuff off its duplicates, and you get down to this sort of action plan that says these are the things I'm going to go and do. And then you, if you've got a team, you hand them out to your team and say, go and make that happen. Right now. But I find, certainly for me, just by doing that process, you know, actually starts to make me feel a little bit more of in control of all the things that are going on, right? And let's let's not beat about the bush here. There are lots of things going on in your business, and if you try to keep them all in your head, it becomes very difficult to lay them out, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And if you have a team... Uh, then that is one extra category that you're that you're looking at. He's he's doing his job. Uh, your editor, for example, he's doing his job, but he is still a category that you need to think of and make sure that he has he has what he needs to do his job. Uh, yeah, and you know, I I had a, a visual uh, of you wiping that board clean. And I went, ah, how good that must feel when you do that. It's like off with it, but out with the old. We're just going to start fresh and 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 see what happens. And I'll bet the stuff that you wiped off the whiteboard, you put it on. You put it on months ago, and it no longer it it was clutter. It no longer no longer serves you. Correct. Yes, unless it's the Wi-Fi password, in which case you're not that in permanent ink but I, i'm curious kitty what's your approach i mean how do you recommend people start to deal with their their business color is, is it a process like i do or is it something else that you suggest your clients do hey if uh, we're talking about physical clutter now yes yeah. oh physical or mental clutter how do you suggest businesses approach it because i'm sure there's plenty of businesses out there and if you're one of these people looking around the office right now going where do i start <laughs> Sometimes it's a little bit too overwhelming and we don't know where to start. Uh, my one sister, 
which helps people. I told you I'd use the word focus. It helps them to focus on one particular area. And I'll go through it quickly. And the thing that I like about it is that it is applicable to all the areas of your life. So my one system is one room at a time, one area of that room at a time, and one thing at a time, which sounds deceptively simple, except sometimes it's hard to do. It's difficult to decide which one am I going to start. The first thing I'm going to say is please don't start in the basement as your one room. Don't start in the basement with 30 years worth of Christmas decorations. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Don't do that to yourself. Start with the smallest room. Or if you're an entrepreneur, then you would probably want to start with your office. Moving forward, yeah, one area of that room at a time. And that's where it can go into, well, okay, I'll start on that corner. Well, you know, maybe my desk, you know, I'm meaning to get on. Jeez, I'm tired. Just make a decision and stick with it, whatever area it is. And So I wish she's ain't here in Newcastle, it doesn't matter. So if it's that corner or it's the desk or it's the in-tray or... Virtually, it's the inbox in your Outlook or Gmail account. It doesn't really matter where we start, as long as we start and build momentum from that. Momentum. That is very much the key, and it's it's uh, a big reason in, in part three of this, which is one thing at a time. Is it, diff- is it tedious? Yes. Is it time-consuming? I'm afraid so. However, is it the number one way that you will retrain your brain not to have the clutter back, which is the big thing, because clutter can always come back, but with with some retraining of the brain and some simple habits, it is easy, easier to stay on top of it for life and make you more profitably productive, for lack of a better word. Yeah, and, and effectively what we're just talking about here is another system, aren't we, Kitty? You know, we're talking about a, an, a a self-operating system as opposed to necessarily a business operating system, but it, it definitely affects your business, doesn't it? Because you know where things are up to. The, the, the thing that I, I mentioned that it's kind of uh, multi, multi, multi-purpose, because any time that you narrow things down to... One, um, you you were just saying about how entrepreneurs, of course, wear many hats. We have many different focuses. Where do we start in the morning when you when you're brushing your teeth and your and your head is racing? Did I email that person? How am I going to get it all done? Knock it down into one category at a time. Say, for example, I I will make sure that the people in my life are looked after. Does my assistant have what she needs to do her job? You get the idea. Yeah. And then emails, I will categorize those and deal with uh, the five or six that come from my speaking agent, uh, deal with all of them at once. The idea is to just focus as best you can on getting one category done. What does that do that improves your self-esteem that says, and it makes you say to yourself, I did that. I didn't think I could do it, but I got it done. What's next? And the tiger within you arises again. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely it does. Absolutely it does. I, I think that's such a, an important thing. And if we look at 
business growth and particularly in a sales and marketing context, right? You know, these systems and organization that you're talking about, Kitty, absolutely apply in your sales and marketing process. So if you're finding that you're managing all of your leads out of your inbox, first step is not to build a CRM system and a pipeline, right? That may be step two or three. First step is just to identify them in your inbox and maybe automatically tag them by keyword, right? Set a filter or a rule that when they come into their inbox, they get tagged and made important. First thing. Second thing might be down the track as you improve that system is to have them push into your CRM as new leads and then, you know, build it from there. I think that's such an important thing that ultimately we're talking about organization. You know, systems are just a way of organizing workflow into simple, repeatable process. And if we try to complicate it too much, as you point out, Kitty, it becomes overwhelming and we often don't do it. And more important, we don't get to stick at it. Correct. Yes. Hey, what, what do you think about color coding your emails? Just so I, love it. I do it all the time. Oh, good. Good. Because I rely on it. I have 10 different colors. Um, and uh, if I, oh, I have to, I really have to, to just get through the flotsam and jetsam and so that these ones, okay, I can look at them in a, in a few days. These ones have to be looked at immediately, if not sooner kind of thing. So I just wanted to get your take on that. I'm I'm delighted that we agree on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I color code all my current clients when they come in. I've got rules against those ones. Um, I've got another category that uh, I've actually split my inbox in Gmail into my inbox and then a couple of tag categories as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of them, which is actually getting a bit much, I have 40 emails that require action. Oops. <laughs> yeah, I better get to those ones. Uh, and then I've got a couple more that require a need reply, but not urgent. Right. So things like bills, right, that requires action. Yeah. And that's still all of the, the notice that you are still managing all of those categories, but it, uh, I said earlier that you that you won't be able to do it all, but you're certainly a lot further ahead than you are if you're if you're not having some sort of a system that you like. Now, maybe people don't don't like colors. That uh, one of my mentors she she does she doesn't need it, but for many, especially, but I tell you, especially if you're dyslexic, which is a large part of the of the of the spectrum of neurodiversity, um, then it becomes crucial. Yes, I'm speaking from experience. They all blend together, honey. <laughs> Absolutely. What do you find the hardest thing about applying organization systems? in a business context? Two things. Um, one one of the most difficult ways or um, things about applying organization is, oh, it's the syndrome of, oh, it's okay, I've got it under control, it's all good. But tomorrow it might not be as good, and that's where the overwhelm comes in. So cockiness, I suppose, would be would be one of the challenges. And the other, this is going to surprise you, 
is the absolute opposite, is lack of confidence that you can. Perhaps you've tried it before and not done well, so you relied on, on an assistant, and I'm going to be, this is personal here, I thought that I couldn't manage all of the speaking emails and, and all of these things, and, and then my assistant took a leave of absence. I didn't have a choice. There was no time to hire anybody, so do I do fewer speaking engagements? Yes, but we're having this conversation without her. <laughs> kind of thing. My point is that sometimes we think that we can't, uh, but you know, maybe you'll do less, but you will be able to, and you'll build your self-esteem. Do you have the, the children's book there uh, about the little trade who thought he could? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Okay, well, exactly the same principle, except we're quite a few years older. <laughs> so, Cockiness and underconfidence, I would say, would be would be the two things that can derail you from implementing organization systems. Yeah, no, I like that. Okay, I just want to recap those because I think there's a couple of nuggets in there that you can apply pretty much to every part of your life. Right, and the first one is just you know is to start small. Second one is actually see it through. Yeah. <laughs> to get a system in place. Right, and not think that that's the final version that you can improve it, and then kind of repeat that process over and over and over again until such time as you go, oh my god, look at how organized I am. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it will be a cumulative process. Your first system, my god, I'm not using the same system that I was four months ago. I've tweaked it and tweaked it daily, daily, uh, just. Just because that's e that's evolution. We as entrepreneurs evolve. If we don't evolve, we're out of business. It, you you have to evolve with clients, with trends, with your growing self. Most importantly, so the yeah, I love it. I love it, Kitty. We was we was in the podcast with a quick fire. Uh, where I'm going to throw a bunch of questions at you that you're probably terrified about. But I would like to know what has been your least favorite job to date? Oh, good heavens. Okay. Um, being an Uber driver. Okay. I was not expecting you to say that, but there we go. <laughs> what occupation other than the one you're in right now would you love to try? Can we go to the next one and I'll come back to that one? Clearly, it's not Uber driver. <laughs> Have you ever thought about giving up? Yes. I think everybody does, right? Yes, of course. Um, as, as recently as yesterday, frankly. Uh, but I knew that I was tired. My defenses were down. And I said, just get some rest and you'll feel amazing in the morning. That's exactly what happened. That's my advice. How long did it take for you to see success in your business? Again, that's an evolution, but I would say two years. There we go. All right. Last but not least, Kitty, where can we find out more about you? Go to declutterthebrain.com. Easy. Fantastic. Kitty, I really, really appreciate you joining us. Uh, I know you've got a fantastic resource on your website 
which is the seven easy steps to conquer your physical and mental clutter. That's available on your website. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. Kitty, it's been fantastic having you here today and appreciate you sharing some of your expertise. Thank you so much, Tim. It's an honor. Guys, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, share, uh, and through all good channels, you'll see the dots at the top of your favorite podcast app. Click on those. There's usually a share button or something there that will enable you to do so. And uh, we'll catch you on another episode of More Clients, Less Effort, real soon. See you later. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of More Clients, Less Effort. Join us next time for another insightful discussion filled with actionable advice and inspiring stories, all geared towards helping you grow and scale your business simply and easily. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you never miss an episode. See you next time.